The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. The journeys of the apostles of Jesus Christ are an amazing account of how far and how fast Christianity spread in the few decades after the church began in Jerusalem. The fact is that Jesus Christ, as head of the church, inspired his men to spread the gospel to all points of the known world. His last words recorded in the book of Matthew are well known. He said, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. This was a prophecy for them, but it has just as much meaning for God's servants today. The twelve apostles set out to fulfill Jesus Christ's commission and history has recorded where they went. But the incredible story has been lost to most people because they don't possess the important key to knowing why the apostles went where they went. Theologians don't understand this vital key to understanding prophecy, but you can receive it. Today we're going to remove the dark clouds that have shrouded this important story and reveal to you the amazing account of the travels of Christ's apostles. Be sure to order your copy of our offer for today. It's a free DVD, The Apostles' Prophetic Journeys. Just phone the number on the screen because I can assure you that when you watch today's program, you're going to be surprised at what you learn. You're going to be filled with a personal quest to help preach the gospel to the present-day descendants of ancient Israel, just as the apostles did in their day. Stay tuned. A warm welcome to Tomorrow's World. In today's program, we're going to explore the fascinating story of the journeys of Christ's apostles after his resurrection. What most people don't realize is that established Christianity as we know it today had its origins in a very different world to the one that the 12 apostles knew. Four of them were Jewish fishermen from the shores of Galilee. One was a tax collector, they weren't religious men, as many would think. They didn't, they didn't have theological qualifications, but their understanding of the Bible was profound. They became sincere and dedicated followers of Jesus Christ who were destined to travel thousands of miles in their lifetime. Part of the story is revealed to us immediately the new Christian church got started. So let's turn to the book of Acts, chapter 2. Let's turn here, if we can, to Acts chapter 2. You'll remember the story of the disciples being gathered together in a room and the gift of the Holy Spirit coming upon them. Visiting Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost were Jews from faraway countries. Notice verse 5. It says, Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. 
rather than the apostles going out at this time to the far-flung corners of the Jewish diaspora, God actually brought the Jews from the many nations to Jerusalem. The disciples would travel to these countries in the future, but right there and then, these people had come together in Jerusalem. Now notice verse 8. And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Now, we have a list of where these Jews had traveled from, and most of us have read these names, but because we don't know where these places are, we read right over them without realizing just how important they are. There were, as it says, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and those dwelling in Mesopotamia. Now, these countries were, in fact, in the Parthian Empire. They were all east of Jerusalem. These areas were outside of the Roman Empire, so you didn't learn about them in your history books at school or college. Then there were Jews from Judea, right in Jerusalem, and Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia. Now, the last five that I've mentioned are to be found in Asia Minor, which is modern-day Turkey. What next? Libya and Cyrene. Now, they are in North Africa. And then we come to Rome, Crete, and Arabia. And this completes a full circle of countries around Jerusalem. Now, and please listen carefully to the next scripture that I'm going to read because it gives us the framework for why the apostles went where they did. Matthew 10:6, Jesus Christ told the disciples, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So wherever the apostles traveled, to preach the gospel is going to tell us where the lost sheep of the house of Israel were living in Jesus' day. Who were they? These were the descendants of the ten tribes of Israel that were taken captive by the ancient Assyrians. We know that they didn't disappear, and in fact their descendants are still on earth today. Many of the people of the United States and Canada as well as Britain, Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa, are their descendants. Many other Europeans, such as the Dutch, Belgians, Swiss, Scandinavians, and French, can also trace their heritage to ancient Israel as well. I'm offering a free DVD for you today that will explain how some of these lost sheep migrated from the Middle East into the northwestern European area and on into England and then finally to the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. Request your copy of The Apostles' Prophetic Journeys. Call the number on the screen for your free DVD, or you can go online to order your copy at tomorrowsworld.org. Let me explain an important point. Most people believe that all Jews are Israelites and all Israelites are Jews. Sorry, but they would be wrong. But then you're going to reply, well, isn't the Jewish state today called Israel? Yes, it is. But that's the source of the confusion. The name Jew is actually a nickname for anyone from the tribe of Judah. But 
Judah was just one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And along with part of the tribe of Benjamin, the Jews were just two of the 12 tribes. Where were the other 10 tribes who were the lost 10 tribes of Israel and where are they today? Let us read an Old Testament prophecy in Genesis chapter 49 and verse 1. And Jacob, also known as Israel, called his sons and said, Gather together that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. The last days are the days that we're living in right now, today. We can prove clearly that the people of Northwestern Europe and the British Isles and those of them who have spread over all the earth are the lost sheep of Israel. God told us that the children of Israel's descendants will be somewhere on the earth in the 21st century. And that's why it's very important to understand the message that you are hearing today. The journeys of the apostles will tell us where the Israelites were living at the time. Wherever they went is where the lost tribes were living. Isn't that amazing? Have you ever heard this amazing fact before? I doubt it because most people who call themselves Christians today think that their religion is actually a Gentile religion that rejected all of those Jewish laws and practices of the Old Testament. Let's read James chapter 1 and verse 1. James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. As I said, this James was a half-brother of Jesus and was also the bishop of the church at Jerusalem. He obviously knew where the twelve tribes were. They weren't lost to him. They were only lost to the Romans and the Greeks around him. Even though the tribes of Israel had been scattered for 700 years before this time, James knew where they were. They were dwelling in the region between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea and south into the Euphrates and Tigris rivers region. The Jewish historian Josephus, who wrote just a few years after James, also knew that they were there. Listen to what he says about these Israelites. In his 11th book of Antiquities of the Jews, we read the following. The ten tribes are beyond Euphrates till now and are an immense multitude and not to be estimated by numbers. Who were they? they? There were names that you have probably never heard. The tribes of Reuben and Gad were there, along with those of Ephraim and Manasseh, Zebulun and Asher, Naphtali and Dan. These and others were waiting for God to lead them to their new homeland in northwestern Europe. Soon after Josephus wrote this account, many of these Israelites began a mass migration in a northwesterly direction to an area where some of their ancestors had already migrated. We find them moving north between the Black and Caspian Seas into the Ukraine, as well as via Asia Minor toward the Danube River. There were no highways in those days. In fact, rivers were the highways of the day. And many of the Israelites moved into northwestern Europe, taking their names with them. Have you found this information of interest? Well, if you have, I've got even more for you in the second part of today's program.
So be prepared to hear new information. Meanwhile, phone for or order your free DVD, The Apostles' Prophetic Journeys. And we're going to tell you just how you can do that. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-493-5437. That number again is 1-800-493-5437. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back to our program. Today we're discovering the amazing story of how the apostles traveled to countries far, far away from Jerusalem to preach the gospel. Jesus Christ had told them, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now let us begin to look at where some of Jesus Christ's apostles actually traveled. Who was the chief apostle to the tribes of Israel? Why, Peter, of course. If he was to travel and visit all of the tribes he was responsible for, You would expect to see this in his writings, and that's exactly what we find. Notice from where he was writing his first epistle. Let's turn to the end of 1 Peter and in chapter 5, verse 13, where we read, She, that is referring to the church where he was, who is in Babylon, elect together with you, greets you, and so does Mark, my son. What about the the other disciples? Well, I do need to mention at this point that one of the apostles was killed very soon after the church began. Let us read Acts chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, where we are told in part, Now about that time Herod the king killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Now he was the brother of the apostle John. The next apostle we will consider is Thomas. He's often called Doubting Thomas. This may have been his weakness as a disciple, but in his later life, he was anything but a doubter. In fact, he became a pillar of faith and belief. His case is of interest as we find a great deal of evidence that he went to India, where a population of Jews were located in Kerala on the west coast. There's still actually a community of people in India who call themselves Ma-Toma, as they believe that their church was established by Thomas. Now, Peter's brother was Andrew, and we have plenty of evidence as to where he went. William Cave, an Englishman writing in the 17th century, wrote in his book titled, A Complete History of the Lives, Acts, and Martyrdoms of the Holy Apostles, wrote the following. In this division, he said, Andrew had Scythia and the neighboring countries primarily allotted him for his province. The Scottish people claimed that Andrew was their patron. 
and with good reason. Before the Scots moved into their present country, they were living in the area of the Caucasus Mountains. Isn't it interesting that we often call white people Caucasians, even to this day? The reason is that most European people came from that region originally. At this time, the Scots were known as the Scyths. Can you see the, uh, the similarity, Scots and Scyths? We know this because some Scottish nobles wrote about this in the Declaration of Arbroath of 1320. These nobles wrote to the Pope and said the following, We know, and from the chronicles and books of the ancients, we find that among other famous nations, our own, the Scots, has been graced with widespread renown. Now before I read the next part of the Declaration, let me show you where the Scottish people travelled from and how they came to be in Scotland today. Continuing from this ancient document, they journeyed from Greater Scythia by way of the Tyrrhenian, uh, the Tyrrhenian Sea that is, which is part of the Mediterranean, and then the Pillars of Hercules, we know them as the Straits of Gibraltar, and dwelt for a long course of time in Spain, and then to their home in the west where they live today. They then go on to mention that Andrew preached the gospel to them when they were living in Scythia. To this day, the Scottish people claim that Andrew is their patron saint. Which other apostles do we know about? Well, let's consider James, the son of Alphaeus. Now, this James was also known as James the Less. Once again, William Cave states that the Spanish understand that this James came into the western parts and particularly Spain and planted Christianity and to this very day the city of Santiago de Compostela is a city to which thousands of pilgrims flock each year. The name Santiago actually means St. James. Why did he go to Spain? Well the answer is that for hundreds of years many Jews and Israelites lived in Spain. He was simply visiting the lost sheep of Israel, where they were living in Spain and Portugal. Now, this area is still called the Iberian Peninsula. Can you see that the word Hebrew is similar to Iberian? And the main river in the north of Spain is the Ebro River, or as the Romans named it, the Iberus River. The word Hebrew is found in other parts where the Israelites traveled. The Western Isles of Scotland are known as what? The Hebrides Islands. Can you see the word Hebrew in there? And they were probably named by the Scythian Scots who settled there. To understand more fully how the ancient Israelites found their way into Europe and the British Isles, request your DVD, The Apostles' Prophetic Journeys. Call the number that we will give you next and Get a pen and write down the number. If you've just joined us, we're discovering where the 12 apostles went after they had established the church in Jerusalem and the region of Judea. We've seen how they obeyed the command of Christ when he said, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Let us consider another of the apostles and where he traveled. This apostle was not one of the original 12 disciples, but was called by God after Jesus Christ had been crucified. His name, of course, was 
Paul. Now, what's of interest is that because he was made the apostle to the Gentiles, you can be sure that where he traveled would primarily be where the lost ten tribes were not to be found. Of course, amongst these people were some Jews who were living in the midst of the Gentiles. Before we go to the areas of Paul's ministry, let me offer you once again our free DVD offer for today, The Apostles' Prophetic Journeys. This informative DVD will lead you through the fascinating journeys of the descendants of the sons of Jacob, who was also known as Israel. You will see how they moved into the far-off lands of Europe before spreading out to the Americas, Australasia, and Southern Africa. Have you found this information of interest? Well, if you have, be sure to order your copy of our offer for today. It's a free DVD, The Apostles' Prophetic Journeys. Take a note of the phone number that we will give you and then request your free copy. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina. 28227 or call this toll-free number 1-800-493-5437 that number again is 1-800-493-5437 with this offer you will also receive your free subscription to tomorrow's world magazine full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World Magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back to Tomorrow's World. In today's program, we are discovering the importance of understanding why the apostles of Jesus went to the far ends of the known world to preach the gospel. We've seen that Thomas traveled as far as India, and Andrew went to the people of Scythia near the Black Sea. We know from the first epistle of Peter that he was in Babylon when he wrote to true believers living in Asia Minor. But what about Paul? Where did he travel? We're told in many places that he was the apostle to the Gentiles. Let us notice an interesting intervention by the Holy Spirit that ensured that he only went to the Gentiles and not to the tribes of Israel. In Acts chapter 16 is the account of his travels through Asia Minor. In verse 6 and 7 we read, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they came into Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Let us see where this is on a map. When we match this account with 1 Peter 1 verse 1, we can see just why Paul was not allowed to travel there. 1 Peter 1 and verse 1 says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Now, these are exactly the same people that Paul was forbidden to visit. This shows us just how important it was for God to have the apostles identify where the tribes of Israel were living at the time. Now, just before Jesus' death, Peter asked him a question. 
which we find in Matthew chapter 19, verse 27. He asked, what shall we have? In the next verse, he was given the answer. So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, that is in the kingdom of God, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. It's clear that the twelve apostles and the twelve tribes of Israel will have a special relationship that will last for eternity. How can that be? Well, let's turn, if we will, to the book of Revelation, right there at the end of your Bible. Revelation. And in the second to last chapter, we find this same wonderful bond between Israel and the apostles. In chapter 21, verse 10, we are shown the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. In verse 12, we are told, also she had a great wall and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. And then in verse 14, we read, now the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of what? The 12 apostles of the Lamb. The Bible is filled with prophecy and much of that prophecy has to do with the tribes of Israel. If the Jews are the total surviving people of ancient Israel, then there are not the numbers that God promised would descend from the 12 tribes. Let me explain. Today there are fewer than 20 million Jewish people on earth. This is, of course, greatly due to the horrific trauma that the Jewish people have suffered throughout the centuries. But God said that the descendants of Jacob or Israel would be far more than just a few million. What did God promise? He promised Jacob just before his name was changed to Israel in Genesis 28 verse 14. God promised him this promise. Also, he said, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west, the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. The total number of descendants of the people of Great Britain and America, of the Northwestern European people, such as the French, Dutch and Scandinavians, number into the hundreds of millions. Combined with other descendants of ancient Israel, we can see how this promise of God has been fulfilled. There are British descended people in every corner of the globe, from the frozen wastelands of Canada to the tip of the South Island of New Zealand, we find Scottish names. In South Africa and Australia, British descended farmers grow wheat and raise sheep and cattle. The vast mines of Australia, the United States and Canada produce mineral wealth for Asian industry. So far on this program, we have seen where some of the apostles traveled in their day to preach the gospel message to the sons of Jacob. This is an amazing story. For even more information about these wanderings, request your free DVD, The Apostles' Prophetic Journeys, and be sure to watch Tomorrow's World every week at the same time when Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames will bring you the good news of Tomorrow's World. 
Wallace Smith and I will also explain the plain truth from your Bible. Until, until then, goodbye, friends. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.